0: Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. All right, so for the next couple weeks, we're going to be talking about mind games. And today, if you permit me, the topic for today is going to be SDTs. That's what I title it, SDT. S-D-T. Struggles, defeats, and triumphs. Struggles, defeats, and triumphs. So you ask yourself, what is, how does this tie into mind games? Please open your Bibles with me to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, reading from verse 1. The Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is amongst you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function, so we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us. Let us us use them if prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. Struggles, defeats, and triumphs. We're talking about mind games. Paul here is speaking and he's talking to us, starting off by talking about, talking about us renewing our minds. As a living sacrifice, he says, as by the mercies of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. But do not be conformed to this world. The challenge of many believers, why we have struggles, why we have defeats, and why we have triumphs, is that phrase there, do not be conformed to this world. If we come to a realization to live like Jesus Christ To live in the world. Jesus Christ said I am sending you into this world. But you are not of this world. But you are in the world. The challenge we have. Is that we are conformed to the world. We are in the world. And also of the world. And because we are of the world. We will go through the challenges. The world goes through. Now you ask me. What does that mean? It means because you are in the world and you are confronted to the world, you will go through struggles. The man God created, Adam, in the beginning was not meant to go through struggles. He was meant to eat freely of everything that grew from the garden. But the moment, we call it sin, but the moment he disobeyed, struggle came in. God then tells him, you will eat Of the sweat of your brow. Because he was in the world. He was not supposed to be of the world. But the moment he became of the world. Struggle came in. So what do we understand by struggle? What are some things we struggle with every day? Temptations. Trials. Missed goals. You set a goal for yourself. By the next six months, I'm going to achieve this. And at the end of the six months, guess what? You don't achieve this. You don't achieve that goal. I can tell you why you didn't achieve the goal. Because when you started out, you said in the next six months, I will achieve this goal. Because of I, you didn't achieve it. Because of your own, Jesus said you can do nothing. We set out through life because we've, we've come to a, a point where we've forgotten that we, you cannot power yourself by yourself. You, we need the Holy Spirit to power us. As beautiful as this place is, if there is no power coming into this building, you will not see me and you will not hear me and I will be shouting at the top of my voice just so you will hear me. That is the same thing with the Holy Spirit. He is there for us, in us, with us to power us through everything we, are, we achieve or set out to do. But we struggle because we remove him from the equation. I'm not saying with the Holy Spirit you will not be tempted. But what I am saying is with the Holy Spirit... You will overcome the temptation. Yeah, that's good. Because why did I title it "Struggles Defeat"? Because because we do not have the Holy Spirit, we go from struggle, which is a temptation, or just a trial, and then we get defeated. You set out for a goal, you didn't achieve it. Now you're defeated. You were tempted, and you fell for the temptation. Now you're defeated and this is a funny thing, we're talking about mind games all the enemy does he has no power but he knows how to manipulate your mind all it takes is for one defeat one defeat he told Jesus turn the stone into bread all it took, all it would have taken was for Jesus to lose that one temptation For a lot of us, Christ has won and given us the ultimate victory. But this is what the enemy does. One defeat and then a second defeat and you start doubting your place in God. This is you and this is God. One defeat. A second defeat. That is not the enemy pushing you away. The enemy has no power to take you away from the presence of God. But you have the power to take yourself away. Yeah. by mind games. Ah, you watched porn and you masturbated. How was the feeling? Are you sure God still really loves you? One step back. You go partying, and you see a beautiful girl. And your faculty was placed to the side. You had a wonderful one night stand. And when you were done, you woke up in the morning. And guess what? You were supposed to come to church and minister. All of a sudden, that voice comes to your mind and tells you, Are you clean enough? See what you've done. God is not happy with you again. One step back. You call your leader. Ah, I'm having having a stomach pain. You're not having a stomach pain. That is the enemy playing games in your mind. To get you to do what? Step back. When he appeared to Adam when he appeared to Eve it was purely a mind game. Let us open our Bibles to the Genesis Genesis someone is praying Genesis chapter 2 because this is not in my note but Genesis chapter 2 no oh, sorry Genesis chapter three yes Genesis chapter three. Now, from verse 1, now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree in the garden? The enemy was not sure, he was asking. In our minds, we are the ones who tell the enemy the secrets of what God told us. The enemy doesn't know. He was not there when God told you. So he starts by asking you a question. Did God really say? Guess what happens? Eve, like we say, opens her big mouth. And the woman said to the the serpent... We may, eat of, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat, nor shall you touch it lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die. If Eve kept quiet, guess what the enemy will do? He will go away. For a lot of us, the victory you need is to silence the voice in your mind. Stop engaging the enemy in a conversation. You are seated in heavenly places. He is not your mate. You, you senior him. The book of Ephesians says we are seated with Christ Jesus, far above all principalities and powers. So when the enemy comes, like Jesus, you say, get the behind me, Satan. You don't sit with him and converse with him. Because this same enemy knows the word, he can twist it. expectations why do we have struggles defeats and then triumphs in that sequence is because of expectations I'll start by the first expectation which a lot of people have and I'm telling you right now is the destruction of a lot of people in marriage expectations expectations some of us are starting to click. If you don't try it before you marry, how would you know that you're satisfied in marriage? Expectations. You expect that this person should greet you. And then the person doesn't greet you. And the enemy comes in your mind and says, you see, I told you they don't like you. Guess what happens? In your mind, you're holding a grudge. Unforgiveness has come in. You have fallen for the struggle. Now you are defeated. Tell your neighbor, silence the voice. Until you can silence that voice in your head. It's a mind game. Who told you you will marry? Who told you you'll be successful in marriage? Who told you you will pass that class? Who told you you will get that job? How the enemy always starts his games is by asking a question. So my next question for you now is what questions are you answering that you ought to shut up your mouth to? You know, there's something my wife says. She says, these people, they talk too much. Shut up! How painful can expectation get? Joseph's brother selling him to slavery. Joseph, will, Joseph was very hurt. He never expected. You see, if it was, just, if it was your uncle's child selling you into slavery, It's easy to understand. But when you share the same father, maybe a different mother, but even your own brothers were part of the people who came together to sell you. Let me ask, where do you think Joseph's mind should be? He had this high expectation, my brother's. My daddy sent me to come check on you guys. And when he came, the plan was to either kill him or sell him. I'll tie this off by saying, whatsoever God did not promise you in scripture should not be your expectation. Any expectation you have that is not in scripture, kill it. Because God is only bound by his word, not your thought. He's bound to fulfill his word. Whatsoever he has said, he will fulfill. Because even your thoughts for yourself is nothing compared to the thought of God for you. So your thoughts can compare. Even Joseph again, he had an expectation that if he interpreted the, the butler's dream, the butler will remember him so he will get out of jail. And the Bible lets us know for over two years, the butler forget, forgot Joseph. Are you seeing a pattern here? The Bible says do not put your trust in who. So every expectation you have that is tied around a man. I am telling you now, you don't need God to tell you. I am the one telling you that you will struggle with it and you'll be defeated with it. Because man doesn't have the capacity to help you. The next thing or target that causes us to struggle and be defeated is fear. You're scared of an eventuality that God's word does not promise. Why are you scared that you won't do well in life? Why are you scared? The Bible says, I have not given you a spirit of fear. So, why are you scared? So, under the sound of my voice, your parent, your father is sick. Why are you scared? Fear. Like answering unnecessary questions is the next loophole the enemy uses. Fear. You tell me, oh, where does the Bible say this? Job chapter 3 verse 25. Job chapter 3 verse 25. Job says, that which I greatly feared has come upon me. If we start from Job chapter 1, the Bible tells us how prosperous Job was, how, how, many, how beautiful his daughters, his sons. He was the greatest man in the East. But even with all of that, he had a fear. And what was the fear? That he would lose everything in one night. standing here and saying that I'm perfect there are things, there are some things some curveballs life will throw at you and your high expectations switch to fear and then you start asking yourself does God truly exist? Is God still with me? But I'm here to tell you End it at that question. Do not go further than that. Because the more you ask that question, you would not know when you start answering the enemy's question. Yeah. Personal touch, just a little personal touch to this. I'm sorting through the examples in my head. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got married at um, what, 25, 26, three years now, I think so. And um, I remember when I was, I don't even think, I've never told my wife this. <laughs> Um, <laughs> leading up to the wedding day, there was a question that came to my mind. A lot of things, skipping the details, a lot of things happened. But I know, setting out, I had a goal. I had a I had. I had prayed and I knew that this goal, this expectation was not something that was laid in my heart. I knew it was something laid by God for me. He said, and he told me, he said, sit down and look at your family line. Because for some of us, the ability to break that generational curse or generational stronghold is to sit down and take stock. So I sat down and he said, start writing the ages of every male you know in your family and when they got married. And I sat down and I started writing it, my father's age, my brother's age, all my uncles. And then the Holy Spirit said to me, is that when you want to get married? And I said, no. At this moment, this was 2011, 2012. And he said, start praying. So I didn't just start praying, I started confessing it. Every time my mother would call me, she'd be like, Hey, Emma, you know, so by the time we finish doing this, then you do this in your dad. and I'm in the next, the next stage of your life. And I said, Mommy, no. This is what God told me. I will be married by so, so, so age. To break that cycle in this family. And then cleaning up to the wedding, a voice said to me, do you know why, why did the people in your family line get married so late? Do you think you will be successful if you, can, if you marry early? <laughs> and honestly, with the way certain things were going, I could have said that was the Holy Spirit. But I remembered Habakkuk chapter 2 says, write the vision, make it plain, so that whosoever reads it will run with it. So I went into the book where I write the things God tells me, and I remembered when he told me, do you want to break this cycle?" is a personal testimony. I am not God. I am not Jesus. Please go back to Jesus and learn from him. I'm only using this as an example. And at that moment I entered an agreement with God. I, I silenced the voice and I faced God. I said, God, if this is truly you I don't want to spend a dime on the wedding. And as God will be God. He honored his word. So now I ask you. How many things has God told you. That you forgot to write down. See because you forgot to write it down. Now when the chips are all on the table. You've forgotten. Be careful of making hasty decisions when emotions are all high. Because when emotions are high, you would likely make a decision out of fear. What are some ways defeat looks like? Defeat looks like failure, it looks like loss. When you lose something so valuable, when you have an expectation and that expectation is cut off and you lose, it weighs on you, but I'm here to speak to someone. Do not let the enemy defeat you in your mind. pain, death are also ways defeat looks like. But as a believer, as a child of God, you are what? An overcomer. Through Christ. Jesus said it is finished. What did he finish? What was it that Jesus said it is finished to? For a lot of us, we look at it literally as just his journey to the cross. But I'm here to tell you that what Jesus said it is finished to was everything Adam lost in the beginning. He was telling his father, not you, it is finished. What we started, the redemption plan we started after Adam fell, It is finished. What he was saying was it is finished. Everything that the first Adam lost. I have come. And I have regained everything back. It is finished. Which means every lifestyle that Adam had to imbibe. After he was sent out from the garden. Jesus was saying that lifestyle is finished. Whosoever comes into me will not live that life anymore. It is finished. So now I ask you, as I ask myself, go home tonight, today, sit down and take stock. What is it that is taking place in your life that Adam went through? If Adam went through it, your lack of knowledge of what Jesus finished is causing you to still go through it. someone under the sound of my voice there's some you're going through something it's a family issue and you're a lady you said to yourself how I wish everybody will understand me I don't want to be part of this. The Holy Spirit is telling me to tell you, if you back out now, you are putting a full stop to the story of your life. The story I'm trying to write for you is one that will shatter every limitation in your family. Do not give up. Do not give up. I am writing a story. How many of us are gaining something or gain some knowledge today? repeat after me from today I will not answer the enemy's questions anymore turn it into a prayer rather I will only confess and prophesy that which the Lord has shown me I will only speak what the Lord has told me to say is telling me to say is the greatest power we shall never never be defeated and because God is the greatest power power we shall never never be defeated there's someone under the sound of my voice the Lord told me to tell you that which I have given you the enemy cannot take on earth and a meeting took place in heaven between God and Satan. I would like us to pray right now. Father, every meeting that is going to take place in the heavenlies concerning me must favor me. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Before I pray for us and round up, stare anyone under the sound of my voice. That you have a lot of, you're playing a lot of games in your mind, and you've been struggling, and the enemy has been defeating you. You've been struggling addictions whatever form you've been struggling and you keep asking God help me help me but you keep finding yourself defeated I'm here to tell you that without a relationship with Jesus Christ you will continue to lose that battle if you've not welcomed Jesus into your life as a lord and savior you will continue to lose that battle So wherever you are, either in here or online watching me, please bow your heads and pray this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I welcome you into my life. Your word says that you stand at the door and you knock. That whosoever opens the door and welcomes you in, you will dine with them. Lord, I open, the heart, open up the door of my heart and I welcome you in. Please transform me. Cause my mind to be renewed. Cause my mind to be empowered. Thank you for coming in. I know, Lord Jesus, that from today going forward, my life will face the right direction. Thank you, precious Father, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for redeeming me. Thank you for restoring me. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let us put our hands together for those who break that prayer. And now to the rest of us as a family. I would like to pray for us. And like our system, our our culture is, please say amen. Our Father and our God. I pray as you have instructed me. Lord, whatsoever struggle your children are going through or will go through. From today, Lord, I pray the grace to be overcomers, the grace to be conquerors, the grace to be triumphant. Lord, let it be released upon your children right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, every form of addiction, smoking addiction, pornography, whatever way or form, the enemy comes in to steal them away, to make them pull back from you. In the name of Jesus, because our Lord and Savior was victorious, you will be victorious. You will be victorious. You will be victorious. In the name of Jesus. The same way our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ overcame the temptations of the enemy. Every temptation that comes your way from today you shall jump over them. In the name of Jesus. Father we say thank you. Lord in our mind only your word. Only your word. Only your word is permitted to rule. We thank you, precious Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Put your hands together for Jesus. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817 817- 3822244 Thank you so much and have a blessed week